Welcome to RTG, Random Topic Generator, a podcast where two men enter without a topic and hope to make sense out of a conversation. Where your casters, Robin Seb. How you doing, bro? Good, man. How you doing? Man, enjoying the summertime. Sadness? No. Is that Lana Del Rey? I, it, it was gonna, I, I was going to say that, but like it's summertime happiness because there's a lot mm. of wonderful things happening. You got a baby on the way. Yep. I got wedding season underway. Mm. We got all these good things. The country is opening up. I went to Planet 13's grand VIP opening, um, super spreader event um, last week. I just want to give a quick shout out to the Oganian agency for inviting me and my girl. We got passes. Exhibit was there. And, bro, I kid you not, probably the best fried chicken sandwich I ever ate as a slider. Tiny ones. Tiny mm. ones. Oh, I like the sliders. Yeah, yeah I'm a big a fan tiny, of sliders. I don't know who the catering company was, but like it was just like a tiny. They had like hamburger sliders, terrible. Mm. But mm. the chicken sliders were above supernatural. I couldn't believe it. Even my girl went nuts for it. But again, went to Planet 13. It was crazy. It was like an Apple store and like, you know, Bellagio when it's all like pretty inside in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was like, imagine a combination of that stuff. And like, it, it was just like nuts. It was so amazing. So proud of my friend who helped um, uh, make all of it happen. And mm-hmm. it's the second one of its kind. And mm-hmm. the first one is in Las Vegas. But this is like the biggest uh, cannabis pot dispensary in Northern America. So kudos to them. Hats go out to them. And also. Hold up. It's know, like one big dispensary. It's huge. Yeah. It's like, imagine if like Apple store, like times thing, it's like 11,000 square feet or I, I don't know. It's something ridiculous. Like it's, it's a Jesus huge, it's and crazy. like it, it, the aesthetics are beyond like imaginable. And it's like, they had like the mayor there exhibit from Pim my ride, a bunch of like <laughs> weed personalities, a bunch of like, uh, Oh, Snoop Dogg there. No, Snoop wasn't there, but mm. exhibit was there. I can't even do his voice. Um, but like yeah. a bunch of like uh, Instagram, I can't even say like Instagram hotties because they're, I mean, like, I mean, there was, I'm sure a few there, but I wasn't really paying attention. I was just like marveled out to what my friend and what they were able to accomplish. So planet 13, yeah. quick shout out the Oganian agency for making it happen in terms of our local businesses out here, blissy.com best silk products you can think of mm-hmm. stealth angel survival.com. If mm-hmm. the end of the world's coming up, Make sure you hit them up because they probably got everything you need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Clucking Chicken opened up in Locker Center, their newest location. They got eight more locations opening up here and there. And the Unheard Sirens, their latest track, Alien Life, has been dropped. You can find them on Spotify and pretty much Apple Music and wherever you can think of. I was honored. They approached me. They're like, can you make me an anime music video for it? And... It's not anime, but have you ever seen Invader Zim? It's on Nickelodeon. It was no. a cartoon. Uh, no. Well, that's what it's going to be based off. Anyways, nice. enough with that. As always, all Pyrex, I mean, all topics are selected from the Pyrex world. Selected not stirred. Let's see what we got for today. I hope one day you can select a Pyrex out of the Pyrex bowl. 
like a mini Pyrex. A mini Pyrex? What, what is something that will be normalized in 10 years from now? What is something that will be normalized in 10 years from now? Interesting concept because Good. I really feel like there's a lot that's going on right now that is changing the way we do everything in this past year has really impacted pretty much all of our lives with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, probably I'd let you go first on that. So one thing that I'm is going to be like, I feel like easily going to be normalized. I believe there's going to be a form of cryptocurrency that is going to be universally kind of accepted as a form of payment equivalent to credit cards like mm -hmm. how we have now or debit cards whereas mm -hmm. in sort of like the world's a, everyone in the world's gonna say like okay there's gonna be like this set amount of money and mm -hmm. everybody's gonna have an exchange rate whether it's gonna be the bitcoin or something like that but the blockchain technology is gonna easily change the way we purchase things or our economy is going to base off it because the way things function now in the last year or two years ago or whatever the past year, we, we printed out in America, like I think three to $4 trillion. Like imagine 40% of our money pop money in um, rotation or circulation mm -hmm. was just printed imaginary, like money, like the mm. federal reserve, a government agency or not even a government, an agency of something that the United States uses as its bank or, uh, form of currency operates like mm -hmm. printed out a bunch of money and just one sent it out to a bunch of corporations and two the rest of the united states citizens all got like a certain like stipends it's like here's twenty eight hundred dollars or here's fourteen hundred dollars mm -hmm. it's easy now so yeah cryptocurrency that's insane and very applicable to shit right now i think in 10 years for sure 100 percent cryptocurrency will become more mainstream you you don't think what what, what else do you think is going to happen yeah, oh, no, I, yeah i have mine i don't want to like oh, no i want to continue talking about yours no that's one thing i got i wanted to hear with something else because uh, i going to take turns all right uh, i would say a suborbital space travel and like Ooh, like that stuff what does that mean um so like anything um so the regular like planes and stuff like that they can go well no regular planes go like 10 like i would say like probably like 10 miles above the the ground above sea level mm -hmm. i would say like they hit about like six, 35,000 feet something like that but suborbital is like straight up space you know Ooh. it's like freaking like 70 miles above sea level you know so uh virgin galactic um has been um basically making uh, like a whole a sub agency like subcategory which was which they called the virgin galactic it's just like this like virgin um like regular planes like uh, it's his plane. first time going into interspace yeah <laughs> so it's a the virgin. virgin galactic yeah so um that uh so richard what's his name richard bronson branson uh, branson yeah he he was basically been trying to do this for like past 15 20 years he had mm -hmm. a, a cool base um, uh, a spaceport he called in in um, New Mexico, mm -hmm. which is really like it looks amazing. It looks very futuristic and stuff. Mm -hmm. That thing opened up, I think, like last year, uh, and they're going to. They finally finished their like final trials on their like I think it's called like a V two or something rocket, and uh, it's gonna cost like not that much, like uh, under two hundred grand or a hundred and something thousand. 
to like go do a flight around stuff like that but it's it that price is going to drop so fast and hard um spacex is going to do that too um mm -hmm. with their starship they're going to go into suborbital and like fly around and it can get you around the world in minutes like 30 minutes 40 minutes so that's great like suborbital tourism is going to happen there's this company forgot the name of it but uh, that's going to basically take you up with like a very very large blimp oh okay but it's it's like uh like it's like i'm gonna do big, that stuff it's a big capsule it's, it's a hotel I get like you, but hotel. but I ain't doing that stuff. I ain't gonna You're be the first. Him. I ain't gonna be like the first one that does like the blimp intergalactical <laughs> or like sub sub galactic, whatever term you use, like yeah. the Titanic, because you know that shit's gonna sink. hundred percent. Uh, uh, it's scary. Yeah, it's like the survival rating. Like I can't even believe Bezos is gonna go up into the atmosphere and stuff like that. Like I think he's gonna go on like like a, a bitch level degree, but that's still alone being oh, worth him all and his that brother yeah yeah i imagine ironically his brother dies as well too that'd be very fucked up like both oh. past that'd be terrible for yeah like all these like major um what's it called computer company people or like um, oh God. tech companies like founders and stuff like that just dying like Jesus. billionaires like building like mcafee the guy that just like randomly killed himself in jail suppose allegedly 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 uh he basically jeff epstein him uh yeah so i think uh i think that's going to be a big deal uh 10 years oh rob we lost that's for sure um rob, we lost you i didn't hear which uh, i don't can you hear me yeah i was saying we'll probably see like suborbital travel and tourism in 10 years mm -hmm. uh, i don't think it'll be massively commonplace um but I think the only thing I'm basically excited about within this decade and when it comes to things like that is just uh, like being able to witness um, the first like time a human being walks on another planet. That's Ooh. like, that's going to be insane. 2026, hopefully around then um, we'll do that, but that'll be insane. Like I'm going to take my child to watch a rocket fly Sick. and then it's going to land like in a different planet and then that's like insane <laughs> they're, reminds you of those, they're not they, i hope not <laughs> it's just that's amazing to me honestly that's the most amazing thing ever i would ever be able to witness there's not going to be too much uh, human beings are going to be able to witness that mm -hmm. is such a direct advancement to the species i hear you, you No, know? like the last thing that's going to be different than that is if a human being does interstellar travel which is mm -hmm. like traveling to a different galaxy which there's no way we can observe that, you know, because of the whole relativity thing. Yep. So technically speaking, uh, a human landing on another planet is probably the most extravagant thing we're going to be able to witness as humans. So you're telling me my OnlyFans account is not that level of revolutionary? No, it's close. It's close. You, I, you're getting you, close to black holes for sure. Yeah. Did you hear that they're that they're they're trying to get rid of uh, OnlyFans sexual content? That they're just trying to make it like all kid friendly or just like people generating really? their own content, which really pisses me off because I feel like anytime sex is involved and a celebrity comes in and tries to like outdo it, like the entire industry like tanks. Unless it's like a sex tape, which obviously like revolutionized like 
made a ton of money for like the porn industries and stuff. But I, what I wanted to see possibly becoming normalized is sex work. So, and oh, hear me because that this is what I wanted to segue it towards. So, again, we know that sex in general, historically, like it's like one of the oldest trades, you know what I mean? Prostitution, yeah. But I view this this other way too is like when the sexual act is like intimate, it's supposed to be like pleasing and satisfying, there's a lot of touching and physicalness. And the other day, I was thinking to myself, like. Well, people continuously for years get massages and that relieves tension, stress. Mm -hmm. And it's like one-on-one with someone actually physically touching your body. Mm -hmm. I wonder, like, I understand, like, trust me, I know where the line is drawn. Like when it involves like your, you know, your uh, genitalia or like your reproductive parts of your body. Mm -hmm. But I want to know, like, what's like, you're like, maybe like, 20% 20% away from having sex with someone when they're continuously rubbing your body. Cause I've had friends that were like masseuses and people that work in that industry. And I've had like, I've managed shopping centers with like massage parlors. And sometimes I talk to them and I'm like, Hey, has anybody ever asked you for like a, like a reach around or a quickie or anything like that? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, has, and they would always ask a weird question. Is it like somebody's like, uh, you would never believe like, um, um, the stuff that they tell us or the stuff like it's like confessional and stuff like that they're talking and that they mm. express themselves and so it's been always really interesting to think that like hey there might be a point where it all becomes like okay because mm. there are so many professions that were not respected that were not given the same amount of credit that have become almost normalized so i, I want to segue to another one too is um uh, video game professional sports like people that are professional sports uh professional athletes that play video games like i i'm a big fan of this game called dota 2 which is like huge in countries like the the people that play this uh, video game like south korea are equal to like their soccer teams and stuff like that and they're like esports yeah the esports yeah i should have used esports electronic sports i mean again there's a lot of time and energy and effort that they've played and there's always certain amounts of time that in your life you can really be an e-sports athlete. Like you can't be a professional gamer like when you're 46 and you got two kids. It's really not likely. But when you're younger, it's possible that you can make quite a, a bunch of money and, you know, get ahead in life. And there's a lot of sports um, in Europe, for example, or in Latin America where whether you're playing uh, soccer, they find you and recruit you at a very young age or basketball. Um so I would really want to see, as as someone that has actually paid to go see an esports tournament, like oh, like when cool. the prize pool was like ten or twelve million dollars, I would want to see like a day that like an esports player is getting a contract for like five million dollars a year to play and get sponsored by like Nike or somebody else. I mean, they already have those to a degree, but really like to the level like there's LeBron James or like Derek mm. Cheaters or like mm. Tom Brady's of esports. Yeah, that'll be crazy. I mean, I, I heard it's getting popular for sure. It was booming. Um, I imagine even after this pandemic, it probably is doing really well. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Esports is like kind of like I've never really been into watching sports per se. So I don't know if I'd be into But I, I, I actually like watching video games like people play video games, you know, it's satisfying because uh, they do it. They do it right. You know, sometimes yeah. like, you know, I, I would go to a friend's house and, you know, they'd be playing like, uh, I don't know, like battlefield whatever Mm -hmm. and like i suck at those games i hear you 
I'm so bad at that. Like, even when I'm playing, I'm just annoyed because I'm like, dude, this is like, I don't, it doesn't, it's not working good. You know, I can't aim for shit because it's obvious I don't play video games, but I would love watching them. You know, they were just so good at it. So same thing with Counter-Strike and shit like that. So, you, yeah. you know what I would do? So, you know how like there's like a bunch of adventure games like Zelda or mm-hmm. RPGs. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to be able to spend like 40 hours watching that, playing that game or buying or investing in that type of ecosystem. Mm-hmm. I would watch people play that game, do a speed run to see like what happens in the video game. Yeah, the story, right? The yeah, story. the story. Yeah. Just even catch yeah. on the story. Like, oh, wait, that's the adventure. I'm like, wow, that was really cool. But yeah. I'm really not going to spend that much time playing that video game ever. Yeah, the only there's only there's very few games that I actually played and to completion. Um, one of them is Mario, the other one Zelda, uh, and uh, the other one is uh, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, oh, wow. I completed the first one and Sons of Liberty. It's like the oh, second wow. one. I yeah, uh, that was long as shit. Yeah. So that that I've never done. Other than that, I like basically play Grand Theft Auto Five and just massacre people and kill people and drive around. Sometimes I'll cruise. I'll follow. I'll obey the traffic lights and stuff like that. It's really cool, you know. Uh, but I never do the stories. They'll like call you on the phone, like, "Hey, you, Jack. Like, you have uh, like uh, this person you have to pick up." And I'm like, cool. I ignore it totally. You know. So, I, I I feel like there's gonna be a normalization in terms of like how we, you know how we have things on Netflix right now and um, Disney plus has like early access or you pay additional costs to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. I, f- have a, I have a real big feeling that the cinema theatrical industry is going to have like a huge like change. You know, I feel like the, there's going to be less cinemas and mm-hmm. maybe bigger state like stadium, like movie theaters mm-hmm. that like maybe like a thousand people can sit in to watch a movie instead of like all these smaller like movies st- stadiums and stuff like i mean t- theaters because i feel like people have grown accustomed to sitting at home mm-hmm. we all have flat screen tvs mm-hmm. um some of us have sound systems some of us have invested mm-hmm. in stuff uh, all that technology has become a lot cheaper um yeah. i forgot what we were talking about in the past but like the technology like when you bought a tv like a flat screen tv like 20 years ago mm-hmm. it was maybe worth like fifteen thousand dollars mm. you know or twenty thousand dollars now you can just go pick up a flat screen tv for like 700 bucks at a target totally yeah. so i i really look forward to the point that like all of a sudden our content comes directly to the tv yeah um do i miss going to the movie theaters yes because i think earlier before we started this podcast we were talking about like how you 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 can't see certain movies at the yeah. movie theaters because of the pandemic mm-hmm. um that's yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree with you. I think um, the movie theater experience, I think it's, um, you know, we've already seen it happen. And that's the theater experience. So I think the movie theater experience is go- going to be uh, following the same trend. It's probably going to get more, but I disagree with you saying it'll get larger and more like one big theater kind of thing. I don't think so. I think it's going to be actually uh, very much so like a niche thing, like a more high end uh, expensive experience. Uh, and they're going to transition it to like one of those like, you know, like bougie places like a theater is, you know. Uh, so I think it'll probably be like that. And you'll be able to stream it for like given amount, you know, like Disney does it for like 30 bucks um, and other places like that. So, yeah. Plus, with the emergence of like massive like quantum dot technology and stuff like that for screens, you like literally probably like four out of 10 people have a better screen than a movie theater does at home. You know, because of the high resolution 4K 
and some people even have 8K uh, screens. So I totally agree. I think um, that's probably the new experience. Um, within 10 years, that's going to be the normal too. The movie theater and movie going experience is going to change completely. This pandemic really like rushed that. I think the Hollywood and uh, all these like, you know, tech companies knew that was going to happen. But I think this pandemic really accelerated that, you know, so yeah, I, I feel like they didn't want it to happen, but as someone mm -hmm. that's um, shorting AMC stock at the moment because it reached really high, like sixty dollars mm -hmm. or sixty dollars plus, so I'm shorting it. So I'm hoping AMC kind of crashes. Mm -hmm. So I, I do, I, I, yeah, I think you'll probably be the right person to see how like the movie industry is going to change. I, I wonder if the normalization is there's going to be a reverse of normalization. Whereas in, we are so online, so connected that a next wave of generation is going to be like, fuck sharing my information, fuck sharing my profile. I want to be private. I don't, I don't want to have like all my information blasted mm -hmm. all over the world because as someone that's going to have a child soon, um, mm -hmm. I see a bunch of parents all putting up photos of their kids all online, mm -hmm. you know, like for this, like they're documenting their entire life. Mm -hmm. And in some ways we're already cre creating profiles for like people to um, make us like a target audience or like people to pay for, for this data, if mm -hmm. not data for like corporations, the data for government agencies to all of a sudden be like, Oh wow, we can totally see if this person's going to turn into be like a serial killer, like that uh, minority report just because of like what he's posting nice. and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I want to see a normalization of a reverse of mm -hmm. constantly putting up stuff online and more of a return to mm -hmm. people communicating. I, yeah. I, I want to use the example. Well, it's not a kind of example, but when I watched the movie, her, it was mm -hmm. a different futuristic movie. Whereas yeah. and I saw a lot of people trying to create intimacy and try to connect, create connections with one another mm -hmm. um, specifically with the lead character. But ironically, he creates a connection with an artificial intelligence who also has a relationship with 30,000 other people. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that's something that I look forward to. I want to look forward to the time that like people are less off their phones and um, onto something else. I, I wonder if the next um, device that's really going to take over as how we have phones, it's going to be like a watch, how our watch will be everything that I, it's going to just be like our phone and stuff like mm -hmm. that, how it is in um, Star Trek. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think already people are starting to, um, like, go off that, you know, get away from the whole documenting their entire existence um, to the web. Uh, I think a lot of people are starting to realize that that's just inappropriate and kind of strange, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, as a person that doesn't have a Facebook account and doesn't have an Instagram thing, I, I never liked, like, I, I was never involved, really, even when I did have no, those my space. No, I never had MySpace. Yeah. I barely got Facebook at one point, but I was never involved, you know, and that wasn't because I was like some sort of elitist that believed, oh, no, let them not take my information. Honestly, I didn't give a shit about that. I just never was never involved because that was a lot of energy put into documenting yourself, you know? I and agree. I, I just felt like I really was not that important to document, honestly. Like, I never understood that. I like, I get it. I'm if you want to. <laughs> yeah exactly and that's ironic because we're documenting each other speaking right 
but I just felt like I really wasn't that important to like document my day to day, you know? So, I mean, if there was like a reason to, I'd understand, but there really wasn't with this podcast. It's honestly, it's just like a passion mm-hmm. and we're not documenting our day to day. We're kind of like commenting on topics, you know, that are randomly generated from a e. ball from Pirates, i.e. the, the title of the show. So, um, I think, uh, I think people are going to start pushing away from that. And I think uh, newer technologies will kind of uh, sway us in different directions, you know, being more private, um, having more privacy, even the iPhone, which is like a globally used thing has much Mm -hmm. more like privacy uh, things in there, you know, features that doesn't like other people, third parties, like take your data. So, so rapidly. Well, they just want the money. They do want the money. They just really want, because the thing too is, low like we just have to give credit where credit's due like apple made a very simplified product with a fantastic ecosystem and through that ecosystem with their money and stuff that they develop they've created opportunities for other people to participate in that ecosystem facebook instagram netflix all all these apps that we have on this room so people are really utilizing the phone so at the end of the day what facebook i mean not facebook what apple really comes to is like yeah i can make sure you can get this information Mm-hmm. but yeah. everybody's got to sort of pay a price because without this and i i foresee that all of a sudden people creating their own products because you're they're like you know what um forget you apple i'm just going to create my own new phone but i don't think it's going to work out well because i feel like the infrastructure and the product is so well made that people are not going to give up their phone and i agree they're just 100 percent. I, f- I really do agree well i truly feel like this conversation has come to its uh, conclusion and hopefully we're right from 10 years from now. I hope so, man. I really do. But till then, peace out. To all our seven listeners. Hee <laughs> hee. Bye.